You are getting 100% Jody on Women Taking the Lead. There are many things I like about the West Wing, but what I want to talk to you about today is something I noticed in the episodes and became very intrigued by. Most of the meetings happened in short bursts. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. This episode is going to be short and sweet, and you're going to find out why pretty quickly. One of my favorite shows of all time is The West Wing. I love the quick pace, the witty banter, and the thoughtful approach to complex issues and the relationships of the characters. They were good people doing their best and occasionally, with good intentions, messing up. There are many things I like about the West Wing, but what I want to talk to you about today is something I noticed in the episodes and became very intrigued by. Most of the meetings happened in short bursts, some as short as one to two minutes, and even in the situation room where serious things were going down, people got right to the point so they could fulfill the purpose of the meeting, which was to make decisions. Information was given clearly and concisely, and if more information was needed, the meeting was ended and everyone moved on to do what they needed to do. Otherwise, they made their decisions, everyone had their marching orders, and they moved on. Meeting over, on to the next important issue. I was reminded of this recently when I was meeting with a woman who was the head of an organization who was in a tight situation. She needed to have contact or FaceTime with many different groups, but her days were getting eaten up with meetings and she had to work longer hours to stay caught up on emails and get her own project work done. I told her about what I've labeled the five-minute meeting from the West Wing. She was intrigued and we explored what this could look like day-to-day for her. Now, this is not to say that all meetings are five minutes. That number is as arbitrary and meaningless as a 30, 60, or 90-minute meeting. However, only allowing a meeting to be as long as it needs to be prevents what I call needless expansion from happening. Needless expansion includes, among other things, people starting to come late to the meeting because the meeting never starts on time anyway. Idle chit-chat at the beginning of the meeting that serves no purpose than to put off actually starting the meeting, and people come into the meeting unprepared because they know there is plenty of time to talk ideas through rather than flush them out beforehand and present a suggestion. Also included in this is when people feel the need to tell stories, gossip, or give irrelevant opinions to the matter at hand. Then there's the time when two people have a conversation in the meeting that they could have by themselves after the meeting, but choose to have everyone bear witness to it instead. I've been victim to this rude behavior, and I've been the perpetrator as well. There are so many ways a meeting can be hijacked by time wasters, and if you're a people pleaser, you probably struggle with how to handle it. And here's the thing. Rude behavior isn't always conscious behavior, and that's why we need other people to kindly bring our attention to it. Not all meetings are time wasters, but it's important to do something about the ones that are. For meetings I know to be time wasters, I'm a big fan of cutting the time for the meeting in half. To make it work, you need to let everyone know the time frame in advance and set some ground rules. 
The ground rules may include that the meeting will start promptly at the start time. All materials to be discussed need to be submitted to all attendees, for example, 24 to 48 hours in advance of the meeting, and everyone needs to be prepared to concisely give their report. Let everyone know how much time they will have to present and hold them to it. Time them if you have to. They'll learn. Don't be afraid to hold people accountable. And how do you end a meeting that is starting to go overtime? If it's in person, you stand up and let everyone know that's all the time you have. Give assignments, thank everyone for their time, and move towards the door. If it's via video conference, you call the meeting to a halt, give assignments, thank everyone for their time, and end the call. Soon enough, people will come to realize that your time is valuable, and when you say the meeting will be 18 minutes or however long you set it for, that means it's up to them to make sure that they are prepared going into the meeting and get right to the point. Even if it's not your meeting, you can make requests to have them run the meeting a little bit differently, or say you can only be there for part of the meeting. If you're someone who hates meetings because they eat up too much of your day, start doing what you can to minimize your exposure to this time waster. Though it may be uncomfortable to do at first, the reward is that you will become more relaxed, more productive, and more effective. Isn't that worth it? Before we say goodbye, If you have not yet joined the Women Taking the Lead private Facebook group, come join. Hang out with me and other amazing go-getting women who know the power of community and networking and also giving our thoughts and ideas on discussions like this. Go to womentakingthelead.com forward slash group and click on the green join group button. As always, I hope this was of value to you and here's to your success. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.